Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The UBP. UBP with returning Jules Gale back from the mountains, back from the rivers, back from the forests. Jules Gale, how are you I've, doing? I've been everywhere, mate. I've been high, <laughs> I've been low, I've been all over you the shop, sideways a little bit. You know? Oh, it was great, mate. I've I've come back rejuvenated and repolished. My dome is shiny, and so is my soul. I'm loving it. <laughs> I always, I completely forgot to say that I'm also Scott Telford, but hopefully at this point, you know who we are. You're following along on the Entitled yeah. Partner podcast, the uh, weekly show where we ask you whatever's on your mind, whatever questions you'd like us to get to, and whatever things have happened during the gaming week. Now it's been, what, what are you thinking? Well, I was going to say, it's also that. It is gaming. It is questions. But it's also, uh, as our last uh, pod together said, mm. we're going to try and slot in a bit more musical taste. Just a uh, little cheeky bit. As well. Just do do what do what our band of the week has been. Just, it okay, doesn't have to be a new band. It just has to be something you've been listening to that has been revolving around your head quite a lot. Let's do let's do the music minute because we got we got a oh, hell of a oh, response. He's come up with he's come up with a gimmick already. He's firing them off down the range. Yeah, oh, I think you've got revolver offs a lot of the guns here, isn't he? Guns <laughs> Shala Shaska himself. If we're doing um, a music minute, I'm, I'm using it to shout out Trivium's new one, which I just, then you, it's called uh, In the Lair of the Dragon. I know, man. Throne <laughs> of the Dragon. It's just ridiculous. Just full on. Uh, Matt Heafy very much channeling his sort of death metal influences. There's a mm. bit at three minutes and 32 seconds into that song where they just play as fast as they can, drums wise, right. guitar riffs wise. And I just giggled like a child. I was just like, this is absolutely amazing. I had to double check to see if the song hadn't just suddenly gone on double speed then because the blast beats that he starts playing on the drums, I was just like, Jesus Christ. Their drummer, me. and I'm, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but their drummer is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. If you're remotely a metal fan, remotely a hard rock fan or whatever, go check out Trivium's new stuff. And um, They had a whole album last year, but their new single, actually, I want to, it's In the Throne of the Dragon, something like that, um, is unbelievable. That's what um, uh, confused me a little bit when you said, oh, new trivia. I, mean, I was like, mm. yeah, I know. They've just had a new album. Like, oh, no, they've got another song on top of <laughs> that that feels again. completely like it's uh, it's another progression of their style again. Mm -hmm, They're moving mm -hmm. into sort of, well, if, if you were to go listen to the lyrics, it's almost got like fantasy sort of elements to it. So yeah. maybe he's been playing it's a bit of Dungeons and Dragons in his spare time, you know? Maybe. I mean, if that's the thing when it's when it's full on lockdown pandemic -y stuff. It's like, well, what else are you going to do if you're that kind of person than just sit and create? I mean, we got to we just spaff all our stuff all over the videos and the <laughs> yeah. podcast and everything. But if you're a, if you're a music man, you might as well make some music. What's your music minute choice? Jules? So my uh, music minute choice uh, is going to be uh, the new album from Porter Robinson. Uh, he's very, very sort of like chilled electro and he's back with a new uh, full LP. And uh, I I got recommended it from uh, who's the guys like I'm uh, somebody something. Uh, 
music's busiest uh, music nerd. He's called Melon. Oh, Anthony Fontana. That's the one, Anthony uh-huh. Fontana. He, re- he recommended it and just said it was an absolute banger from start to finish. And I cannot disagree with him. It is Ledge. the perfect thing to put on if you're feeling a little bit stressed because it will just unwind with some very creative pop hooks. Love like it. the complete opposite of the Trivium song. Whereas yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the Trivium song is just like, your <laughs> yeah. what is a lot more chill. But together, yeah, it makes it work. Yours is, ah, mine's, ah, like, that's how it works. (laughs) It's both sides of the spectrum that you need. Anyway, in terms of uh, gaming stuff, a ton of stuff happened this week, and one of the biggest being the new Nintendo Switch, which you can debate the newness of it, um, because this is the OLED Switch. We've got a lot of questions about this, um, which, if you boil it down to the system that they revealed, is literally just a Nintendo Switch that exists right now with an OLED screen. It's not a processor upgrade. It's not going to do 4K. Um, the dock has an Ethernet port or whatever, but it's got the internet up in arms. And my general reaction was okay. Like the yeah. the thing that I filmed to this was just like what. But um, so first question from Mike Gamel is the OLED Switch the most disappointing upgraded console ever? And what are the odds that Nintendo will release a Zelda anniversary collection despite what AJ and Numa said? And um, this is because it's the 35th anniversary mm-hmm. of Zelda itself. What were your general thoughts on the OLED Switch? Well, I was obviously very disappointed because of the fact that uh, you and I have been chatting about this new Switch, the Pro Switch that's coming mm-hmm. out that I was the going Super to Nintendo be. That was Switch. the one that I was going to jump in on because mm-hmm. I've been waiting a long time to get a Switch and still like umming and ahhing about it. And no, no offense, this new version isn't exactly selling it to me. It's not like the original was the bloody uh, Game Gear where I needed a light <laughs> on it at all times to see. I could see it It's £50 fine. more as well. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you're paying £50 more for a, uh, a piece of tech that's been in the market for a considerable amount of time. Mm. And let's face it, has got. it's really just a superficial upgrade. Like, uh, it doesn't Unless you're really playing s- handheld, yeah. Yeah, but that that doesn't really super sell it to me when I could definitely see the game perfectly fine. And when I've been like playing it on uh, yours, on Rach's one, on trips when we've been, I've just been like, well, I can see this fine. So why mm-hmm. would I care about this slightly brighter background? I, I miss Nintendo back when they used to be absolutely insane with mm-hmm. the add-ons that they did for their... Um, for their consoles. Do you remember when the Game Boy came out and right. there was the um, magnifying glass upgrade <laughs> that you could put onto it to make the screen look bigger, right? Yes. And then then you had the, like the, uh, the reading lights add-on. They had the Game Boy camera. Oh, Where have God. those crazy things gone? Give me a camera on the Switch. Give no, me a, that's, like a... That's just them selling you like one-fifth of a thing and then selling you the rest of it yeah, down but the that's, line. But that's better than what they've done here with this OLED because that's what they've done. They said 50 quid more, please, for this brand new Switch. I'm not going to lie. If they did another uh, Switch camera, I'd be all over that. If they yeah, did like a little, a little printer, I mean. If little printer? Take, take screenshots and print them out. Oh, oh, like sort and of they, adhesive they stickers. Slap, slap, slap the, the stickers monster. around yeah, if, yeah. and they could t- they could tie it in with um uh, the new, uh, what's it called, Paper Mario thing because they had the sticker, <laughs> sticker slapper, whatever it was called. They put that on, right? And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then what they do he's a right sticker oh, slapper print, print this out it's free marketing for us let's do oh, it man they, that okay that yeah 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 they I'll, I'll totally back that initially i was thinking no them shipping the game boy without a backlight was ridiculous but at the yeah. same time it did eventually give us the uh the game boy printer but um yeah in terms of the zelda anniversary collection i feel like that's the most open goal that they're just not not admitting to or acknowledging yeah it feels like that's a really obvious thing to do um bundle together wind waker twilight princess and uh, whatever into a 35th anniversary thing so i think something will come but it just seems a bit strange maybe alongside the new switch maybe they need like another reason to promote that or something but it's i'm i'm so confused with how nintendo is running their sort of uh, marketing Mm. division at the moment because it's like they have so much goodwill and Mm. like their fans are loyal to a well almost to a fault but it's a case of just like when they give us these things but they're in really weird forms or they're not exactly what you expected you got the like full-on nintendo core fans just going Mm. this is amazing we're getting like 
this thing it's slightly yeah, it's brighter now port, yeah it's got an ethernet port and then the other people are just like guys come on dream's <laughs> over like come on wake the thing up. is like i do have a theory about this that i still think a switch pro is coming i think that'll be 2022 and um, because the initial leak for this from bloomberg and there's various leaks over the last couple of years um as my phone goes off <laughs> But um, there's been various leaks across the last couple of years or so, um, you know, pointing to like, every part of the leaks has come true. The only thing that didn't was the processor upgrade. And I wonder if that ties into the global um, semiconductor shortage where Maybe. the person who initially confirmed the 4K capabilities was a display manufacturer who was like, oh, we're developing this new screen, the OLED screen, because that's what Nintendo were looking into. And, you know, the display manufacturer held up their side of the bargain, but the processor thing couldn't mm -hmm. come together. So I wonder if I was Nintendo, if I was big Mr. Nintendo and I'd invested all this money into this this new skew and I couldn't do one part of it, do I still just put out what I could bring together, which is ostensibly, you know, the Ethernet port, the new screen, the new, um, the slightly the bigger screen, but it doesn't have the processor thing. And then you do it again next year because the popularity might carry across. I feel like that's a very, very bad like oh, way to run a run a business just be like right okay uh it's 90 percent finished lads uh the bit that people are actually <laughs> really interested in you know the greater processing power that will allow it to play more modern games and not have to download stable all of them to the uh to the console and give them stable frameworks. let's let's ignore that people just want the other <laughs> things people people like the bits when they when you buy something they like also includes that's what they want they, they want like also includes not bit. not the actual main thing the thing is they have done this before they did this with the 3ds like obviously mm. there was the 3ds xl which was the pronounced upgrade but there was like yeah. five versions of the 3ds with slight differences even the switch which i forgot about this even the switch has another version from last year um where they upgrade upgraded the processor but they just didn't call it anything it was just yeah the, it was just a nintendo switch it was like yeah. a faster processor better battery life whatever so there's all that there's nintendo being nintendo but um yeah it's it's a hell of a thing i my general reaction was what the hell but i i'm waiting on jason schreier following up on this in bloomberg report to say this is the reality of what actually happened because it's yeah 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 yep, yep. um anyway next question from matty k which is another nintendo question um do you feel like nintendo is letting hardcore fans down by never really committing themselves to cha never challenging themselves in terms of keeping up with current technology um see their online woes being behind in terms of raw power since the gamecube days or does their console innovation <clears throat> make up for it i would definitely say that um <coughs> one of nintendo's strongest facets is the fact that they are incredibly creative i mean you mm. need only look at like labo as a thing of them just going like look we're just going to try something completely do you different. know the irony of you mentioning labo is uh, the new switch doesn't fit anymore because it's got it's got a, the, the screen's a little bit too big so they have to oh, put a no. little, that's the one thing that doesn't carry over they have to say that it might not fit the labo stuff anymore oh i was so, about to say that that's like lol. one of the best things that's one of the best things they've done, yeah, done in a while. That um, so I mean, <laughs> like I think that their creativity is always something to be commended. But I don't ever think, in the grand scheme of things, when you're talking about having a horse in a race, mm. they're just running their own thing. You've got yep. like Microsoft and Sony and like uh, PC, like Steam, Microsoft again. They're all like running in this massive derby, and then you look over to the side, and there's <laughs> this kind of like wacky polka dots. Clown shoed like donkey, right? <laughs> and he's just and he's just doing his own thing. He's in the parking long, kicking the kicking the um the wing mirrors off of uh, cars and just going like Labo, exclusive exclusivity. <laughs> Not going to work with third party people. No voice chat no, without a third party app. Yeah, bam. never 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 going to drop a uh, prices on first party games. Bam, bam, <laughs> bam. And, and but the thing is, is that because it's such a spectacle, people are standing around applauding the donkey because they're just like, I've not seen this piece of perform, per no. performative art before. 
metaphor and everyone else is just losing their money. You're not wrong. To be honest, that might be the most apt metaphor ever in the history of Nintendo because I'm there for it. I'm there for the crazy backflipping wing, wing mirror kicking donkey. But at the same time, it is worth acknowledging that it is a donkey at some time. Yep. Um, and that's definitely the case uh, this past week. Um, next question, uh, Robert Rochelle. What is the best Starburst and why is it the green ones? Now, I completely agree with this. I'm all for the lime green ones. Um, also, mm. Opal Fruits, mate. I mean, we've got to respect tradition, but right. what's, your, what's your thoughts on this? Let's set the scene. So you're, uh, it, it's it, math class is just uh, uh, kicked out, right? Oh, there's you're always someone your, handing them out, right? Right, you're on your way, uh, you're on your way out, and so you're, you're heading to, I don't know, let's say we're going to RE next, going to RE oh, next. On the way down, Johnson slides up, Johnson, you know, little <laughs> oily Johnson, and he's just kind of like, all right, mate, how's it going? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 did you watch anything last night? Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, do you want to, do you want to star, starburst or opal fruits, where you want to call them? Uh-huh. And he flips it open, right, and you spy it, the best color of all of them, Go the on. purple one. The purple that's one. the color. It is, it is the juiciest. Say, it's the worst one. What the that's hell, what, Scott? What I would leap past, my friend. I'll give it to you, though. I don't want it. But that's the thing, mate, because you know deep down he doesn't want to give it to you. He's just there like, <laughs> oh, I've committed to this. I have to get that. And you'd be like, oh, purple one, mate. Purple one. Lord it over him a little bit. Oh, savor the chew. Oh, that was the, the, the purple one. If that was two or three down the rung and then someone else gets in there, oh, I'm going to be left with the purple one. And I was always left with the purple one. And all I wanted okay. was the green one or the red one or the orange one. The orange one what? is. What the hell, man? The orange one is the most basic, <laughs> basic choice. No, That's... surely red is the most basic choice. No, no, the... no. The, the choosing, the orange, the choosing the orange one is like going into um, going into Disneyland and yes. enjoying the queue. Like that is, it is just like the most like pointless experience. I'm not having this from, from a purple defender. I can't believe what the it. Hell? I guess we'll see what happens on social media. But I don't, I can't, I don't, maybe there's a whole, the thing is, the other day, I was so convinced that the, the um, Switch was predominantly played docked that I put that out as a tweet because Josh said he only ever plays it handheld. And I was like, what, what, are you, what are you doing, Josh Brown? Connect it to a television for the love of God. And I put that out as a poll and handheld won. So I've never Ooh. been more out of touch with the world. <laughs> only won by like 1%, but it was enough to defeat me. And so maybe I'm wrong. You know who you are? You're uh, Principal Skinner when he's like, maybe I'm the one that's out of touch. He's <laughs> like, no, 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 the children are wrong. <laughs> if the purple Starburst has taken off while I've been looking the other way, then maybe it's just time for me to Steve Austin it in that WWE Desire video and hang my <laughs> pads up and be done with it because I don't even know what's going on. But right. it's a thing. The, the thing is, though, that you and I can live in harmony, though, because if you take my <laughs> if you take my purple one and yes. you take your green one and you Good. mix it together like it's some sort of Need for Speed Underground 2 car racing decal, Beautiful. You are going to make something absolutely beautiful, oh. like Need for Speed Underground too. Those, is it? Was it? Were they called iridescent paints? Those Oof. things were. Oof. You know, where you look at it from Oof. one angle, and it's a different, it's a different Oof. color than what it is Oof. from a distance. Whatever that, yeah, whatever like... they are, very, very nice. I think they're called iridescent paints. Anyway, um, right. next big thing from this week is the next Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed Infinity, which we've got a few <laughs> questions about that too, <laughs> um, including um, Shannon dancing. Which time period do you think um, would we like to see in it? Uh, Drew says that feudal Japan surely has to be on the cards, but by now yeah. to be in the pipeline. Um, and also, um, Steve Aaron said, hello, champions. I've been playing and for the most part enjoying every Assassin's Creed game, even though I found the last few to be overblown slogfests. I'm <laughs> feeling that Infinity might be a good jumping off point to just leave the franchise. What are your thoughts? Um, a quick recap for anyone who doesn't know, Assassin's Creed Infinity is the live service upcoming Assassin's Creed game pegged for 2024, um, which got leaked earlier in the week. And then Ubisoft followed it up by saying, yep, that's what we're planning on doing, um, which is a variety of locations, variety of protagonists in yep. some live service setting. Jason Trias thinks that there'll be a hub world to which you'll connect yeah. to various stories etc um i guess what are your thoughts on this and um yeah do you think it's time to hop off the assassin's creed 
wagons. Well, this is the thing. You and I for <laughs> years have been talking about Ubisoft and their super secret project known as The Game. As in every single title that they seem Homogenon. to put out. Yeah, like Homogenon, the god <laughs> of homogeneity. Basically, we um, uh, joked about that every single game that came out, whether it was like the Tom Clancy games, whether it was their snowboarding games, whatever it was, mm. they always had one idea that they did really well that was unique to all the other stuff, but mm. everything else was just third-person shooter action with the same checkpoint, the same sort of tower thing, the same sort of like lookout system, whatever. So we were saying that they were going to eventually take all of those individual ideas and group them together into a big mix and release that as a game. And wouldn't you know it, that's what Assassin's Creed Live You just play as a dude and you can do whatever you want for as long yeah. as you want. There's yeah. some loot. It doesn't mean anything, but it's just right. something to do. I feel like um, the live version of this needs to come with a sort of like Rick and Morty fake ad. I feel like he needs to come out and be like, we got your eagle vision. We got your towers. We got your bases that you can go through. We got your We've XP got your boosts. You got your XP boosts. got your escort missions. You've got your multiplayer. You've got your single player. Oh, it just, like, just goes off and off and off and off until the screen is just full of things that it has. And then it's like, and all we ask for you is a piece of your soul every single day. Every single day. <laughs> that's, a, that's a let live reference for that. Any old old school Let Live fans that was in their in their initial song, uh, Banshee. But yeah, the um, that whole thing. I weirdly when we did the news for it, I'm cautiously optimistic about it because they are melding their two biggest teams, Ubisoft Quebec and Ubisoft Montreal, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the um, the heads of both those teams that they've appointed. One of them is Clint Hawking, who did Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory. Um, he yep. also did um, Watch Dogs Legion. So I'm just kind of like, okay, like whatever. Legion was fine, yep. but if that dude can helm smaller like groupings of stories that you can sort of jump into, then yep. I hope. Hope that he's able to bring together because I like I don't mind the idea of a hub world Assassin's Creed thing. No, no, no. I think that's a good of, idea in principle. Yeah, yeah. Like you're sort of between realms or something because at the end of Valhalla it was all like uh, every timeline is fractured and we're just going to dive into as many timelines Would, as possible. Wouldn't it be the sort of case make more sense that it's like a new protagonist who goes into like the Animus and just gets to like choose whichever past they want to live in order to solve out some problems? <sighs> well, that's the thing. I mean, like the way that the law is now, you've got portable Animuses like Leia oh, you do, don't you? Yeah, running around with a animus in a briefcase so i guess she can just do whatever but even her story is most is done ostensibly she's sort of mm -hmm. met back up with desmond it's a whole thing and um but i think if you do a little hope world and the statement that ubisoft put out said that they want to tell stories big and small so i like the idea of them just sort of mining their staff pools and going okay what's a cool story we can do and maybe just doing like a three to four hour campaign with a certain character and then doing something yeah. bigger like there's a way to do it that would be cool um i don't know if they will i think they'll monetize the living hell out of it but mm, I yeah my worry is, is that mm. if you make it into a live service style event, you're going to basically boil all of the gameplay itself down into basic elements because they mm. will have to be transferable between all of the different worlds. Because they've stuff. said they're inspired so, by Fortnite and GTA 5 as well. So. And that's the thing. So no matter where you go, <clears throat> you'll still be doing the same uh, objectives in order to complete the goals to get your coins, mm. which will definitely be a thing to buy new skins or to buy new things in the game. True. Like, I... I worry that this will be the burnout point of the Assassin's Creed franchise because it Maybe. will take everything that you could technically get through the experience and avoid and make that an actual selling point of mm. the game. So, for example, I played the Assassin's Creed games much so much for their story, and I didn't really do much of the collectibles. I did some of the side missions. The flags but flags can... Yeah. yeah, if it came to, like, sort of those uh, Radiant Quest-style things where it was just kind of like, oh, you're going to need to protect this base, and it's the same thing over and over mm. and over again, I'd be like, nah, pass, and that. But if that is now a thing where it's like, 
defeat 10 captains today uh, or like explore <laughs> three bases or put, plant a flag here it's gonna be like oh man what a See, grind I, I know that's the thing like i i like the idea in, in terms of live service stuff i love live service events like i love that whole thing in elite dangerous where like the aliens invaded like mm -hmm. people's games i thought that was really cool and um, fortnite's live events are genuinely brilliant when they do them and um, i think there is a way to do you know saying like, hey there's a there's a target loose in this part of the map like yep. go try and find them and they're literally only available for the next few hours or something that stuff's cool but it's weird because assassin's creed is like it's barely a identifiable brand anymore like it's it's a dude with a hood like mm. it, there's really nothing else like valhalla was a full melee focused game you could be stealthy but there was no point and it was just it was just a really weird thing and they've gotten so far away from st uh, uh, people with a creed like the actual creed yeah. i was saying in the news hasn't been in the story for like years now so it's just it's a bit weird um to bring it back to um what shannon and drew were saying though like do we think that feudal japan will finally make an appearance like it's either now or never like yeah i don't know what they're waiting for really like i don't i really don't know why they've held off on this for so yeah. long um it seems like it's such a brilliant uh setting and obviously as we've said many times over you and i are huge fans of the tenchu franchise so it'd, yes. be, it'd be brilliant to see anything resembling that sort of stealth back again but maybe what you said highlights why they've not done it because they have been moving more and more and more towards an action-centric gameplay focus so mm. i do think that maybe scaling it all the way back and making it about stealth and subterfuge it probably wouldn't be in their best interest because unfortunately stealth genre focused titles do not sell as well like that's, that's, that's the thing you can kind of monetize it well that's the thing i guess that's what they're experimenting with because mm -hmm. like hitman did very well once it knew what it was um, and once they communicated what it was and releasing different episodes and you monetize yeah. those episodes and bit by mm -hmm, bit mm -hmm. um and maybe that's another thing that they're looking at because i mean the the stealth genre is there's nothing there there's like yeah. plague tale hitman there's, there's very little yeah so um i don't know i'm, I'm cautiously optimistic because i'm forever curious with this just because it's such a long-running franchise and the creative director is long gone. And so I think that it was such a weird turn, Origins Odyssey Valhalla, that I'm curious what you do for the next decade of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, but and like I said, the staff that they've got on board do seem promising, but it's it's a hell of a weird thing. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates 
fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, next question from Willie Araya, the legendary Willie Araya, who Legend. says, since both of you guys are Magic the Gathering fans, what are your preferred color slash colors? And what is the card that you think is your favorite or are mostly fond of? Oh, man, that is such a tough question to answer. This is an old school throwback. Like I haven't the, played in a long time. Like, what is the favorite card in like, a series that has literally thousands of them? Like, um, <laughs> I can always remember that there was a card called the Darbacadra, uh, which is, or Darbacada, which okay. was a uh, a bird creature for green. And I just remember walking around with my friend Liam and we would just be like, Darba, Darbacada, Darbacada. And it was just like very <laughs> odd. Um, and it was just like a giant bird of legend that looked like a massive right. chocobo. <clears throat> it wasn't anything special, but I just remember that is implanted in my head. What, um, what colors are you throwing out? Because mine are black and green. That was, I always love Oh man, yeah, your putrefied deck that yeah. you had. That was basically like, you had the giant gorgon thing that like would uh, <laughs> kill a creature of yours, but would do that damage to us or something like that, or like eat them to oh get my god back. What was the day? Oh god, it's been so long since I played that. Was it the was... one that you, when it came out and you dropped it every single turn, uh, like we there played. Was it was one, there was like, a one, oh, there was a combo that I used to do that was a creature that was a 10 10 and it's the one just to summon it. But then I also had a thing that let you destroy one of your own creatures and do the damage of attack and defense to the off to yeah, any so you just like kill, yeah, you just kill him. So it was just like, well, I'm gonna do 20 damage to you, attack uh, on uh, on both sides, attack defense. Um, and that was my like sort of secret weapon. But then you yeah. guys got wise to that and you would just destroy <laughs> it the second that it came out. So, um, black and green with my colors, but have you got any colors that you favor? Um, I think that I personally favor uh, white and green. Uh, I'm mm. all about sort of having lots of tiny little minions on the board and then buffing them up loads with all of the green spells. Mm. Um, I used to run uh, a, a Saproling deck that I really, really enjoyed using. Mm. So it's like tons of one ones. And then all of a sudden you go, bam, uh, like they're all like four fours now. And I also loved running zombies as well. Do you remember that uh, horrible zombie deck that I had? Oh, um, well, like, oh, anything um, with like a horde based mentality, yeah. I just can't defend against. So, so yeah. my, my favorite tactic to use is I had a card that uh, was like every time a zombie enters the battlefield, each opponent loses that much life uh, for each one and uh, you gain that much. And there was a spell that I had, which you could pay X uh, mana and one swamp and you would create that many uh, two, two uh, zombies. And I just remember the, the look on like rich's face every single time i dropped it on him <laughs> heffle as well you just be like boom there is 10 new things you've just lost 10 life and it now i've just, got all of these guys here. you could never target you properly because there was yeah. always some little minion thing that would run yeah. in and take the bullet instead it was uh, like oh for god's sake there's a little one one thing but, mate, um, have, have, you, have you seen the new um uh Dun dungeons and dragons uh crossover i saw you tweeting about it i haven't got that's the thing with magic like I, I hit like an apex with that where i was like i'm spending a lot of money on this i have a lot mm -hmm. of decks um, and i sort of just slowly weaned myself off it because there's a lot yeah. of of money siphon was it was that a card called tithe drinker that just takes all oh, your, yeah, your yeah. energy that's what that was to me it was slowly taking my bank balance but yeah i saw you tweeting about it Mate, it's actually, they've got a really cool new mechanic on it where you've actually got dungeons as cards and you work your way through the dungeon and each time yeah. you move into a new room, you trigger a new effect for you right, and your right. opponent. It's actually a really fun thing. And you roll oh, dice as well now. That's kind of the Dark Souls now. game. 
Yeah, yeah, it kind of is like that, actually, because every single time that you go into a new uh, room, you'll get like a new buff or a new uh, thing that you can attack your opponent with. But they've mm. also added in loads of dice rolls now. So mm. you'll have like uh, some cards that will be like discard one card. But if you roll uh, like a 15 plus on a D20, you'll make the opponent discard three and stuff. like that. It's, it's really fun. I like that because I'm only brought in those um, commander decks and stuff as well. And it was like, I like the mm. idea of them having a bit of fun with like the core rule sets whilst also like bolstering what you can yeah. actually do with a deck. Um, oh god, man! If I get back into magic, I'll not leave again. But we could, we I, could absolutely right. do that when we get into the new office again. I recommend that if you're gonna do, if you're gonna try it without wanting to spend like any cash whatsoever, mm. uh, go and play Magic: The Gathering Arena. It's uh, on on your phone. Uh, it's an app, uh. and you can just play play with other people and just get mm -hmm. back into the swing of things again. Yeah, the, yeah. The old um, Xbox, the 360 game was cool. Like the um, the one that had um, that flamehead woman on the front. I'm getting down to oh, magic um, hole. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Whatever yeah, that exactly. one was was kind of cool. I think it was too. like 2014 or 15 or so. Yeah, 14 or 15. Anyway, uh, let's do another gaming question. Let's yeah, sorry, from... <laughs> all the magic fans going. Yes, finally, <laughs> we've broken through. Next question from Nathan. Um, what are your thoughts on Battlefield 2042 slapping a huge 60 to 70 pound price tag on multiplayer only? I honestly don't play the Battlefield campaign and i'll pay it no matter what because 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 the battles because, because. are insane that's totally my typo um keep up the good work guys um oh, thank, thank you. you very much what yeah what do you think of this because they're doing a full just a full premium price tag but it is multiplayer only i don't know it's one of those things where like if there is the, the a decent amount of content or that mm. they say for that price tag further down the line that dlc packs will be included for free or like weapons will be dropped like stuff, yeah. like if, if that's the thing they've been quite scant on what um, stuff is following after mm. it which is pretty unlike the battlefield uh, series that we know because every single one uh, before this battlefield one battlefield three battlefield four has gone here's what it's going to be and if you pre-order this you'll get the expansion pack or season pass mm -hmm. or there'll be some upcoming things Things and we'll release this so this makes me think that hopefully the 70 quid price tag will be a admittedly high barrier to entry like a season cost, pass is already but, included yeah but maybe you'll get more content down the line for free and if that's the case i could probably say it does justify its price because we all mm. know that the battlefield games are i will say that they're incredibly ma well made they don't have great launches but they have great um <laughs> Great gameplay. That's kind of the thing. That like, I mean, this thing has a lot of go stuff going for it. Not to um to like you know not to sidestep the price tag thing, but mm -hmm. I like the time period they're set in. Twenty forty two is and I I always like their futuristic stuff anyway. Um, and what they've shown looks really cool. I like that they're steering into the banter side of it. Like, oh, you can yeah. drive out of an F-16 in midair and rocket launch someone and get, and get back into the F-16. Or you can go and ride the tornado around the map and stuff. And I think that's the, that stuff looks fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For me, because it's EA and because Battlefield Five didn't land very well, I think that they're going, okay, we're going to monetize this anyway. Even yeah. Just to try and make up lost cost on the last installment, um, but yeah, I, I it could go very wrong very quickly if they start monetizing it with monet, uh, microtransactions as well. You have raised a good point though, which is the <coughs> change in tone was a bit of an interesting one for me mm. because I actually quite liked the uh, more serious approach that they'd done with oh, okay. like their Battlefield One and stuff like that. Mm. So I really hope that they don't turn it into a sort of like, hey, fellow kids, look what's cool. <laughs> Fortnite's still cool, right? Let's make this all like crazy and let's everyone do emotive dances and stuff like that. It's 99%. like, no, that's it, that is. It's totally going to be that. It's going to be ah. someone doing a... What, I can't even remember the name. What's the name of that thing they do? What's that thing that I'm doing? On oh, um, have a seizure. <laughs> What's the name? Uh, the Floss. Um, the Floss. Yeah. <laughs> you said that with such disdain. It's only because of the fact that uh, James Downs floss, does it to mate. wind me up every single time. Like right, you, you, thing. You'll send me videos of him doing that, just being like, hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> It'll be someone doing a Floss 
on top of a Humvee getting launched into a helicopter and then falling into a tornado. It's going to be that because then they can gif it, then they can meme it, and they yeah. can, it'll be that whole thing. I see their entire social media marketing campaign plan um, ahead of time. But um, yeah, I don't know. As long as it plays well, it's going to be up to each individual person whether that's mm-hmm. worth mm-hmm. £70. Because they already have, um, not to dwell on this too much, but they have £100 versions of this game already that you can get that just come with extra skins or just come with like a theme yeah, for the PS4. That's, that's a bit of a bit the living there, hell out of it, to be honest. But um, mm. we'll see how it goes. Um, next question from Jack Asbury, who says, Hello, lads. My favorite time of the week is back. Well, you and hey. us both. Um, my... <clears throat> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. You can make it. Oh, oh, oh my throat. Um, just, question, your question is so good, it killed him. I know it, it got it to the back of my throat. My question is that I've just moved into a new house with my fiance, and I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions for games that we can play as a couple. Um, I think that we had a good old co-op thing a while ago, but um, for me, my go-to is always Unravel, because I think it's regardless yep. of whatever your uh, skill level is, um, you can always just jump into that. It's a nice accessible platformer. And if um, any one person is struggling out of the two of you, you can uh, latch together because you're both made of yarn, and then you can swing together. You can sort of make bridges for each other. You can get through through a particularly tricky bit of platforming and then yep. separate again and then run together again. So mine would totally be Unravel 2. A Way Out is good. Um, <laughs> Man and Medan, um, all that anthology series that it's from. Um, I can't remember what it's called, the actual main anthology. Like it's a good horror-based uh, one where you... That's the one, yeah. You two uh, two of you can play at a different different scenarios and it mm. all works interweaves back together again, which is quite fun. Um, to be honest, I mean, like, down that vein, it doesn't have to be co-op necessarily, but the old Telltale stuff, if you've not played through any of the the, the well-known Telltale stuff, whether it be mm-hmm. Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, even Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, um, and the Batman, the first season of the Batman game, um, are all brilliant, and you can make all the decisions together. That's kind of like watching a TV show, but you do have a bit of yeah. it. Yeah. I like, um, there are other games as well, like, that you could play together, um, but, like, helping each other out. Maybe... Mm. Maybe go back old school and do some time splitters. Do some uh, go through the story modes together in co-op because that's yeah. uh, that was always a good laugh. That was. I would um, say as well the uh, the new one from Joseph Farrow's uh, It Takes Two. If you want something that's more challenging than anything that we've just said, and you want something that has like proper boss battles that will squish you if you're not standing in the right place, um, It Takes Two is very much that game where my wife was just like, "I can't play this. I'm sick of being killed uh. by this thing." <laughs> And I was just like, no, it's fine. We need to get through it. But that's that's the reason that we're, um, well, she's still struggling to to say that she likes to, uh, it takes two. If you want to have some uh, balls to the walls action as well, um, <laughs> to get really get the blood pumping, why don't you go through the uh, Gears of War series together oh, yeah, and do that in co-op? Because that actually would be really fun. Oh, over shoulder third person shooty stuff, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Um, you don't have to worry that, about Revelations Whoa, one. you're skipping oh, past five. You're skipping past five and you go I straight to Resident Evil. Oh well, well, you could you could you could totally do five. Um, six is a fun enough co-op game to be fair. In terms of the big person shooting, kicking the zombies and stuff. But um, Revelations Two has a better story setup. I would have said the whole like you're trying to escape from the prison. There's this mastermind who's locked you there, and it's kind of like Saw, um, but also with Resident Evil. Um, yeah, I would go with uh, Revelations Two. You don't need to worry about Revelations One, although that game is great, but not in co-op. Um, but yeah, any of them, you can hopefully have a good time. Um, a final question from Travis Nichols, who had sent us a lovely little post just saying that he's like, um, thank you very much for everything that you put together. The year has been really, really fun. Um, and thanks to, every, um, to everything that we've done. So thank you very, very much for that. I didn't want to read the whole thing yeah, out. Thank you very much, mate. Said, um, he just said aliens, thoughts, concerns. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought we'd end on this. What's your general thoughts on the old on the old aliens? Considering that it's your talking point. Last month. I, I being one myself, I can definitely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think that I would like to believe that there is uh, intelligent life. I gotta out believe. There. 
um, because yeah, definitely uh, Parappa the rapper this into into being um, only because um, as it was famously put that if we are the only um, sentient species out there in the entire universe, not only is that so so improbable when you consider the great expanse in front of us, but also mm. it's very very distressing and upsetting because it just means that like we are the pinnacle of evolution in that sense and there won't be anything else and that's, <laughs> See, that's I, kind I of sad round, isn't it no no i can totally round that out with a silver lining to say that we are all we have so like make the most of the people around you and the person in front of you and everything else it's that you don't need to go look into other planets because everything that you'll ever need is right here including I mean, oh go on i was just about to say it would be a bit of a like piss take if say like scott and i were both on our deathbeds and we're just like looking at it's like <laughs> He's like, great granddad, you got any last words? You'd be like, oh, let me show you about the PS1. And then all of a sudden, just like, you see this like, like alien come down. It's kind of like, oh, brilliant. Now you show up. Just while I'm dying, it gets good. Brilliant. Cheers, mate. He's got the life medicine, but it doesn't work for anyone under 95. Or yeah, yeah. He's just like, he's like, glee glob. Uh, sorry, mate. Uh, glab loop. Uh, I've only got this medicine that only works. So yeah, like really, under... you made so much of this. I did actually want to end on, because we got a very special request. And Patati said, please ask Jules if he's seen or what are his thoughts on the new Dynasty Warriors movie that's on Netflix. Now I'm using this as a PSA to say that the Dynasty Warriors movie is on Netflix. I only realized this when this dude sent the question in. The thing is, mate because i've been away i've been away for this whole uh the previous week I hadn't had no signal had no internet whatsoever so didn't watch it then i've come back i didn't know that it actually dropped because i thought that it was only it was the american here, netflix yeah. one as well i thought mm. that ours was going to be later so to hear that it's out like what was it yesterday or something like that I'm like, i looked this morning I, I have not watched it yet, my friends, but I have seen the people speak. I have heard tale of how <laughs> dumb and over the top it is. I have heard that it is a terrible, terrible film that Do you know should will, in it. It will not, it will not win any Oscars, it will not win any awards. Probably gonna be up for some Razzies, but at the same time, <laughs> every single person who's watched it said it was a right laugh. And that is Dynasty Warriors in a nutshell. That's maybe all you need. I think we're on a bit of an uptick on video game movies. Like there was Sonic and Pikachu, but there's also yeah. the Dragon Quest movie that no one talks Ooh. about that was pretty solid. Animation was gorgeous. The ending of that movie is brilliant. Um, although I say that, the ending of that movie is brilliant for the final fight. The end of that movie's twist is the most balmiest thing <laughs> in the world. Like Kojima levels of, I got you fam, don't worry about it. Can't um, wait to see that. Oh my god, dude! Like I, I implore the world to watch the Dragon Quest movie because you need to see how that thing ends. It comes out <laughs> of nowhere, and you'll either love what it's going for, or you'll be like, "What is this?" Uh, I was, uh, I was like, "I'm totally up for it," but remembering that now is giving me okay, okay. Flashbacks. But anyway, yeah, Dynasty Warriors is available on Netflix. We'll check it out. We'll report back this time next week, and yeah, we'll have another round of questions and thoughts and things. And because this has been the Entitled Banner Podcast, the UBP, a UBP, the UBP. Please. Thank you very much for everybody for sending in their things. Ivan Scott Hilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thanks for having me. And we'll catch you all next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.